today at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we're going to go to the AEW Dynamite Review. And pretty much uh, shots already been fired as MJF attacked John Moxley last night in his title match with Darby Allen. So there you go. Uh, the FTR, are they playing the elite after last night? 12-man tag team. It looked like one of the FTR members got hurt, and he was holding his knee. Um, so that's another story everybody could uh, talk about. We're going to have that and much more on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one from New York City. And I'm coming to you live on a sunny day. And um, last night, AEW Dynamite um, started off with a 12-man tag team. Um, I was, like, hoping that it was nothing like the 10-man tag team from last week when it was just totally a cluster F. With everybody trying to uh, do flip-flops all over the place. And it's uh, Aubrey Edwards lost total control of that match last week. But this 12-man tag team was more organized. Um, we had, um, I think uh, Brody Lee started off with Matt Jackson, which was kind of awkward. Brody Lee looked massively big up front as far as height-wise among all these guys. And this match was pretty good. Uh, the Elite and um, FTR pretty much control most, most of the match. And like I said, Brody Lee started with one of the Young Bucks. Um, and um, it was good. I mean, you saw that um, um, the Elite and FTR were working very good together. But you could tell there was the I didn't see no Young Bucks tagging in FTR. I didn't see FTR tagging in the Young Bucks. Uh, I did see, though, Hangman Page getting tagged in on most of the match. Um, but Omega did a mistake. Omega went and started chasing Colt Cabana, and he got super kicked by Brody Lee outside, which I almost thought he kicked his head off. Uh, but FDR, uh, when they took over the match, they looked good. The quick tag, FDR just so looked so good. They, I mean, when I was watching them in WWE, you didn't see, they didn't let them show their true skill and the ability as far as tag team is concerned. These guys, they look old school. They know what to do in the whole match. I mean, and I mean, the Elite and FDR were pretty much taking over this match until FTR's member, Harwood, got hurt. And it looked like he got hurt. I mean, at first I was like, oh, he did like a bad breaker on one of the Dark Order members, and it looked like he hurt his knee. I mean, at first I was like, okay, oh my God, he got hurt. Um, that's not good. There goes FTR. There goes the, the Four Horsemen uh, plot that I've been talking about for months, whatever. And at the end, you saw Hagman Page and Wheeler take Harwood to the back, which left all members of Dark Order to go against the Elite. And how ironic that the guys who stood behind throughout this match was the Elite. Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, and Kenny Omega, those are the guys who started the Elite years ago. 
And if you guys haven't been watching BTE lately, if you haven't noticed the beginning of BTE, they show all the old school stuff. And then over the end, they show Omega and the Young Bucks from back when they first started in New Japan with the Never Open Weight title um, picture, the, uh, the IWGP. So what that said, that leads me to believe there's going to be a the elite are going to get together again as only three members. Hangman Page could be, and I'm just saying, could be a member of the four horsemen that I've been talking about for weeks because Sean Spear hasn't been on TV. He hasn't been on TV and whatnot, and that leads me to believe that something is not right here. I mean, they teased it on AEW Dark on Tuesday with FTR and Sean Spear and Tully Blanchard. Uh, that's what I heard. I haven't watched that part, but I'm going to go check it out. But wouldn't it be crazy if Hangman Page will be part of the Four Horsemen with Cody Rhodes? That would be something, huh? Wouldn't it be something? And it's, and let's go back. Remember back in Japan, in New Japan days, when Bullet Club were all together, who was the guy who went and got in Omega's face when Hangman Page went and challenged Jay White for the United States IWGP title, it was Cody. He got in Kenny Omega's face because of that. So, guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to think about that because uh, AEW sometimes takes storylines from back in the days and now bringing it together. So, I mean, that's the way I looked at it. But uh, anyway, to make the show the story short, the Elite were out there by themselves um, for most part of the match. It wasn't until Hangman Page appeared again when uh, it came out and he took control of the match. And one part that I loved that I thought was Brody versus Hangman Page. Brody Lee versus Hangman Page. These guys went at it. Brody Lee's still taller or whatever. Um, at one point, the Elite came in and super kicked the hell out of Brody Lee while Omega hit a, uh, 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 a dragon suplex on, the elite, um, on Brody Lee. But Brody Lee, somewhere in the out. He was able to take out the um, the Young Bucks, and he just gets clothesline Hangman Page so hard. He turned them inside out, and he pins um, Hangman Page. So what I'm looking here, could it be the elite? Uh, it's going to be a breakup. I I'm seeing it already, and it's going to happen. Um, but I would love to see all an all-out Brody Lee versus Hangman Page. And that could be the storyline where the break of the elite, he leaves the elite. And, I mean, he already said he didn't want to be part of it. So, he's being there being forced. So, I could see maybe Brody Lee uh, fighting Hangman Page and All Out. And then something happens where the Dark Order joins, comes in, beats him up, and nobody from the elite comes out. And that breaks up the team. You know what I'm saying? So, that could happen. So, we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So, it was a very, very interesting way, the way the AEW started. So, you know, I like the way they did it. The 12-man tag was way better than that 10-man tag last week, which it was horrible. Where everybody was flipping all over the place. But let's continue on. Best friend comes out, out of the van. Um, uh, it looked like Trent's still driving his mom's van. So, they parked it somewhere near the truck. And she told him to take care of the truck and park it somewhere nice. Then we had, right after that, they had uh, Proud and Powerful versus Best Friend. Now, this match, it it didn't really catch 
Yeah, it wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to see this. I mean, it was a decent match. I think Trent takes too much punishment in most of the matches. Um, and, um, of course, Santana and Ortiz, they look good. But the one thing I do not like what's going on with them is that they're losing matches. Santana and Ortiz this time last year were the hottest free agent tag team out there. That's forward a year later. I think they only had probably one title match. The fact that they were part of the inner circle, they don't fit in there. I mean, I, I, I don't see it. I mean, they funny, whatever, but they, I think they need to get out of there. I think Eddie Kingston needs to come in and manage them, be the new guy. Something's going to happen. If I think if these guys keep losing. Last night they lost um, to, um, to best friend in a roll-up. Uh, where Trent caught Ortiz in a roll-up and he got pinned. This is not good look for them at all. And I, I, and I keep been, I mean, I've been watching them for the since they debuted in All Out last year, and they have they come out strong, but they um, they had some good matches with 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 the Young Bucks. I still haven't seen them wrestle um, the Lucha Bros. Although they their matches are classic with them, and right now. What a good way for them to leave inner circle. Listen, they need to leave the inner circle. I don't care what anybody say. They, them, they, they need to be with Eddie Kingston. I think if Eddie Kingston grabs them and brings that real thug life, real life type of thing, they'll be better. Because um, it's just sad to see them lose to best friends. I mean, don't get me wrong. Best friends not a nonchalant tag team. They're pretty good. I mean, but they lost last night, and it's crazy. Um, then they have um, MJF showing everybody around his headquarter. He had Lee Johnson uh, working for him in his campaign for winning the AEW World Title. Uh, I, to me, I feel bad for Lee Johnson. This guy is a jobber. They got him in there getting beat up, and now they got him in, as part of a campaign uh, storyline, and he just being bullied by MJF. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he should be doing something better. Should be in dark, but it's it was okay, decent though that promo. Matt Hardy did his promo, how uh, how he came in um, to AEW and how he tried to do all his characters. Um, and mind you, him and Sammy Guevara has a long feud going on. And last night it was exposed because as soon as uh, Matt was almost finishing. He knew Matt, he knew Sammy was under the ring somewhere somehow, and they, they started feuding outside the ring. They started bowling all over the place, and at one point, um, Matt Hardy got his head busted because while he was setting up the table outside, Sammy Guevara went and grabbed a chair and threw the chair right by his head. He caught the the the, uh, the leg part of the chair and busted him wide open, and then Sammy went and threw. I think he threw the chair. He went up to the stage and did some type of like a moonsault type on, while, while Matt was laying bloodied on the table. He did some kind of like a, like a moon, not a moonsault, but a swanton type and put Hardy through the table. It was blood everywhere. He was bust. Oh, man, he was like, it was like a faucet. It was just totally bad. Now, where do these two go to with this? I mean... It looks like there's going to be a very violent feud between these two. Um, it looks like Matt Hardy is trying to get Sammy Guevara out of the inner circle. I see the inner circle breaking up. I don't I don't know why I see that. 
Jay Hager, uh, he could still be part of of Chris Jericho's uh, army or whatever it is. But I, I, I don't know. It just it just seems like the inner circle right now on were hot this time last year, and now um, I don't know. Not the hot the, this time last year, but they were a little. They were more of a uh, danger group faction in AEW. Now it's like they're being stale. I don't know. They look stale. I mean, I mean, I say it again. The Santana Ortiz, they don't belong there. Now we Eddie Kingston AEW. Come on, man. You have to, you have to put them in there. Those, those, those three should get together. And I know why I'm saying it because they come from that street Brooklyn, that Brooklyn um, pro wrestling. Um, training type was uh, you know homicide and them so uh, it'll be nice to see that but you know then they had there was a lot of there was a lot of promos going on a lot of stuff going on then they show uh proud and powerful destroy best friends van and now trans mom is going to be pissed off because these guys took a sledgehammer they took a bat they took every day broke they tagged it with spray can and it looks like they, these guys are going to go at it again uh, because um, Trent and um, and um, Chucky e. T say if you wanted a, ta- a match, now you're going to have it. And when we win, you're going to apologize to my mom. So, you know, it's something for you guys to check it out. I mean, the storylines are there. They're getting set up little by little. Uh, I like what they're doing as far as giving you little pieces and pieces of what the storylines are going to be from here to September 5th for All Out. They still got a whole month to play with. A lot of things could happen. We'll be right back. And we're back. And we're just going to start off with the match that it was Matt Cardona's debut in AEW. And he was teaming up with Cody versus Dark Orders, Mark Silver, and Alex Reynolds. Now, this was not something I really care for. The fact that they put Matt Cardona to team up with Cody to let everybody know their best friends. Um, this match, it was kind of boring, to be honest. I, I didn't care for Matt Cardona has not, um, as as much as I like Matt Cardona or AKA Zack Ryder, as, um, he did not show me anything new that he hasn't done in WWE. Um, I think this is always all to an introduction for him where he could just show his wrestling skill. The fact that, um, Max, Mark Silver, Alex Reynolds, they looked pretty good. Mark Silver for a little guy, he could he could go toe to toe with anybody. I just feel that this match was not even necessary, to be honest. It was not necessary. It wasn't something that you want to state it. Oh, this is great. I, I just it, it was kind of boring to me. But what the interesting part of all, all this was, you know, Cody and Matt Cardona won the match. I'm not even going to go to details of the match. All I can tell you is that Alex Rendell and Mark Silver, they looked pretty good. And I haven't watched them wrestle in a long, long time because they're always doing comedy skits in BTE. Um, and, and, and I mean, this comedy skit that Dark Order is doing BTE is hilarious. I, I love it. You guys should, kind of, should check it out. Um, but it's been a while since the last time I saw Mark Silver and Alex Rendell being in a match. And the last time I saw them, they were against, they had super kicked by the Young Bucks. But... This was pretty much to was an introduction for Matt Cardona and an introduction for the next challenger for Cody's title. And the next challenge to Cody's title is Scorpio Sky. 
Now, everybody wondering, Scorpio Sky, wait a minute, isn't he a tag team? Nope. Not no more because AEW made it clear. He is now a singles competitor. So, um, the uh, SCU now consists of probably, well, it's still SCU, but I don't think, because um, I don't know if uh, Fallen Angel is still going to keep wrestling. He's 50 years old. I don't know, Kazarian's in his 40s. So, who knows if SCU is going to be uh, disbanded. But this was an introduction for to let everybody know that Cody, next challenger for his TNT title, you know, the toy title that still don't have a gold plate around him, is Scorpio Sky. And Scorpio Sky deserves it. This guy, I mean, he showed his his skills when he wrestled um, Chris Jericho last year for the AEW title match. And I think he's the next true star to come out. And it's, 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 he's going to show a lot of people what he's all about. Um, the next thing was the debate. The debate, I already knew who was going to be the moderator because there was rumors all over the place who was going to be the moderator. And it was Eric Bischoff. Now, seeing Eric Bischoff in AEW made me feel a little queasy. And the reason I say that is because wherever Eric Bischoff goes, Hulk Hogan's somewhere lurking. And you know what happened when him and Hogan got together and went to Impact, back then known as TNA. They just sucked out the money out of the company and then they fired um, they fire, um, oh my God, what's the, the former, the former, Jay Lethal. They fired Jay Lethal from Impact. Then I remember when um, Bobby Roode made a shoot on Hogan. There was a lot of things going on and that brought to, to put Impact to where they are now. Because Dixie Carter brought in Hogan and Bishop and they were the cause of them losing money. You know what I'm saying? Also, to top it off, now you see Bishop there. I mean, I don't see Hogan coming because Tony Khan made it clear Hogan's never welcome to AEW. But every Bishop being the moderator, at least he answers a couple of questions. Um, when he asked him a couple of questions, Jericho just answered the ones that he felt he could answer. Um, Orange Cassidy didn't answer anything on only to a global warming question, in which it had me dying because I did not expect him to answer the question. Jericho looked at him with disgust. It was just hilarious. It was, you know, um, but um, during this whole thing, um, I know Jericho called him that he he was looking like a million bucks and um, Orange Cassidy looked like a bum. And Orange Cassidy ended up putting a clip on tie on that, which had me dying. Uh, at the end, uh, Orange Cassidy won the debate. According to Eric Bischoff, Jake Hayter went and attacked him. And once he attacked him, then you have uh, Chris Jericho hit Orange Cassidy with the Judas effect. So now, you know, so that's a setup for next week's match. So they beat up Orange Cassidy in that segment. So then we had a, uh, then we had the Britt Breaker who was going to choose a wrestler who's going to meet Big Swole. It ended up being Reba. Reba, who um, is a wrestler. She has wrestled before under a different name. She tried to do a moonsault. It was horrible. She made believe like she didn't know what she was doing. Big Swole wins that match very quickly. Uh, it was just, uh, I guess they were killing time. Then they had the AEW World title match between John Moxley and Darby Allin. 
And it started off quick because Moxley had made a promo earlier in the day. He said, if, do not tell you, don't get up, don't get up because I'm going to keep beating you. He didn't want to, in other words, he was saying he doesn't want to hurt Darby Allen. He respects him, whatever. So they started off Darby slapping the crap out of Moxley. Moxley went and returned punch over in the mouth, and he blooded him. It was blood coming out of his mouth. Moxley and Darby battle outside, only for Moxley to slingshot Darby to the stage to the ring post. I mean, I I heard a, 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 a ring bell, and I was like, what the hell is happening? Um, so Darby hit a cold red on Moxley during the middle of the match, almost pinned him. Out of nowhere, Borlo comes out. Distracts the referee, and out of nowhere, MJF comes into the ring with the AEW World Title in his hand, and blasts it, John Mosley, on the head with it. Now Mosley is now hurt; he was bleeding, and Darby went and hit the coffin drop on Mosley, almost pinned him. Um, Mosley then catches Darby and tries to put him in a chokehold when uh, Darby ch- attempted to put the the coffin drop again, and he did a, a God-style power driver on Darby, but he got out. And then, you know, you could see that Moxley didn't want to put a hurt on him. And he did the, the crucifixion um, and then went and grabbed Darby at it and freaking paradise shipped him for the win. And that was the end of the show. So, uh, good, good show. I can't complain about it, um, but... I will give you my feedback when I come back. And I'm back. So, the show wasn't bad. The show, pretty much, I like what they did toward the middle of the show. They actually did a couple of promos. They did a couple of stuff to let everybody know what is going on and what is go- the storyline that's going to lead to All Out. Again, um, I could go to some of the matches. Like I said, the... The more interesting match, the more interesting storyline to me is the whole FTR Elite Hangman Page Dark Order, because it leads to a lot of stuff that's gonna, it's gonna, um, sprout in after All Out. Because right now, like I said, I'm still saying it's gonna be a full Horseman. You know what I'm saying? But the question is now, is it going to be Sean Spear or is it going to be Hangman Page, the fourth guy? Because I already told you, FDR and Cody Rose, those guys are going to be the uh, guys that, how you call it, are going to be the four horsemen. Hangman Page is in there. Questionable, it could be because of his friendly um, um, friendly thing with the FTR. Because of the, you know, from the Mid-Atlantic, whatever. So that's interesting. Dark Order right now, they're becoming our, a, a, a group to, to watch because right now, uh, Dark Order still have, you know, they just got um, Anna, Anna J, I think her name is. Anna J is part of the Dark Order. They still got 10. They just got Cole Cabana as part of that. They got um, 5, who's um, Ali Angel, whatever his name is. You still got uh, Alex Reynolds and Silva. And now the question that we have is the guy with the damn shirt on that he wrestled last night my friend tells me that could be um brandy color it could be but brandy color one point grabbed one of the bte's episode he did grab the the dark order uh, little phone number thing so it could be him who knows but um that is something to look for we're gonna see what's gonna happen next week are gonna make a con- confront ftr and say did you guys set us up it was this all set up because Hackman Page took a while to come back during that match. 
also, like I said, the prime and powerful situation, I still think that they should get together with Eddie Kingston. Those guys should get together and bring back that Brooklyn old school mentality like they were doing back in Impact and um, House of Glory, you know what I'm saying, like bringing old school, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, that's something that the Matt Hardy, of uh, the Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara situation, that is going to be something, a very interesting storyline. Um, and after what Sammy Guevara did to Matt Hardy and bloody him, that's going to that's that's gonna be a war. You know what I'm saying? Sammy Guevara, remember, he has the back of Inner Circle. The Inner Circle, all those guys, they, they, they're going to get involved in that. And it's going to be hell to pay, though, for Sammy Guevara for what he did to Matt Hardy. Uh, again, the the proud and powerful. I already, we already spoke about that. You saw that they destroyed the they destroyed the van from uh, best friend. That's gonna be interesting. What's gonna happen with that story? Matt Cardona, eh, he did all right. I, I I don't see him no way in a world title picture. He could be in that TNT uh, that TNT title contention in those storylines in that realm. Um, and he could be one of the guys that could be feuding with the future four horsemen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, against Cody. You know what I'm saying? I mean, these guys go way back. Um, the Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho, that's going to probably next week, they're going to wrestle each other. Something's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is uh, Orange Cassidy is going to pin Chris Jericho. We're going to roll him up something and. He's going to embarrass Jericho, and that's going to be a, a good, another good storyline because we'll see what's going to happen, and Jericho makes everything he touches is gold. So I, I don't care what anybody say. As far as Eric Bischoff is concerned, I don't know if he just showed up for one night. Is he signed? If Bischoff ends up signing with uh, AEW and becomes a, a, a big wig in the back, that could um, bring more competition to WWE. So, I mean, I'm not against Eric Bischoff being a, a executive producer, executive writer. You know what I'm saying? He could help back there. He knows a lot of these guys. Um, I just don't. I don't want to know. I mean, Hulk Hogan's never going to come to AEW, so I'm not even worried about that. The Britt Baker situation. Um, again, she's supposed to be ready by All Out after injuring her leg. It's funny. Big Swole was the first one probably that's going to end up wrestling Britt uh, Brit Baker when she comes back. Reba was made look like a fool, um, or unless she was just playing herself just to make herself look bad. I want to see what's going to happen with that. That's going to be interesting. Now, the AEW world title picture, that alone, MJF um, pretty much uh, started a fire. You know what I'm saying? And he took the, he hit the first shot. You know what I'm saying? Or he shot the first shot. Another one. So, him and, and, and John Moxley, Moxley's going to get him back. Moxley's going to beat his ass, and uh, Warlow is going to, somewhere else, between Warlow and uh, MJF, they're going to beat up Moxley. Moxley's going to have to beat up Warlow. And I feel that Warlow is going to be the one that's going to cause Moxley the title. And I think, I still see MJF winning the belt and all out. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I mean... All Out sometimes brings a lot of surprises. You see, last year, nobody knew it was supposed to be Omega and Omega and, and, and Moxley, and Moxley got got hurt, or he got the, the, the SARS in his elbow, and Pac came in, and Pac beat Kenny Omega, which surprised everybody. So, 
anything is possible. I'm still thinking MJF is going to win the belt. But if he doesn't win the belt, I'd be surprised. I'd be very, very surprised if MJF doesn't win the belt. But um, And you could tell that MJ was not happy because MJ wanted Darby Allen to win. He, didn't want to face, he doesn't want to face Moxley. But it was a good move. He was trying to get Darby to win. Uh, uh, now, I don't know what's the next move for Darby. Uh, is he now going to have to meet his fate with um, Brian Cage and Starks? Because, um, you know, that's the next challenge that he's going to have to deal with. Because remember, Starks beat the crap. Uh, well, actually, he gave him a concussion. And then the following week, um, freaking Darby Allen put the, uh, a skateboard with thumbtacks on his back and just destroyed his back. So, um, it's very interesting. AEW Dynamite right now is a, it's a good program. I don't know who's going to win this week. Um, I saw something else around NXT that looked interesting, which I'm going to go check it out later. But, you know, we're going to see what happens. Now, everything looks everything looks good. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and um, I'm very looking forward for next week to see what happens with the stories and all that. Um, I didn't catch what are the, tact- the matches for next week, but but I'm sure that I'm loving it. And it's like I told somebody, um, sometimes it's good to get a small doses of stories. Not give you a big gulp like WWE does. WWE gives a big gulp of the story, and by the next two weeks later, the story's over. I don't want that. I want small doses of stories. Small, you know, where I could just engage in the storyline, be invested in the storyline, and wonder, like, oh, what's going to happen next? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's what wrestling is all about. You know what I'm saying? So, small doses of stuff. They could have people, you know, um, invested in the storyline, invested in the product. So the, what happened last night with AEW, uh, be surprised if they lose the ratings this week with NXT because this was a decent show. It wasn't bad. That six, uh, 12-man tag was pretty good, and it was very interesting. It was nothing like last week with that 10-man tag with Inner Circle, with Jurassic Express and Best Friend and Orange Cassidy, where everybody was flying. Everybody. So... And that's it for today, this, uh, for this episode, guys. Thank you very much for supporting this podcast. Either Apple, Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, um, iHeartRadio, Pandora, any uh, major platforms that you guys like to listen to. Um, again, um, I am in the verge of creating a website. Where you guys could listen to my audio podcast and my YouTube channel all in one website. And you get to see some of my posting on my other news, the wrestling news of the week and the page. So that's still on the works. I still are planning to do an interview with a very interesting gentleman um, from Turbuckle Tabloid. And I'm, I know you heard, you guys heard of Jay Santee. I'm trying to get his co-host, Mook. Matt, uh, Matt fan Matt, uh, on my show. So we'll see. If we could do it this week or next week, but it'd be very interesting to have him on my show because this guy, I mean, he has the knowledge of wrestling and he may see things that I may not see. And then, you know, what I'm saying we're gonna shoot a breeze. So that's in the plans. Hopefully, we're gonna do that soon. And again, guys, check out the YouTube channel uh, where I just put a um, a video about. Raw Underground. I don't think that is that is not a good move by WWE because what they pretty much show you in Raw Underground 
This week is the a reenactment of Lance Archer's uh, debut in AEW, except they used some big dude that I never seen, and that's exactly what they did for this Raw Underground, trying to get fans to watch. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to do something new, but then you're making MMA look fake. I'm sorry, that's the way I feel about it. But well, I'm gonna talk about that during the weekend. I got other stuff for the weekend coming up on Sunday, so um, be on the lookout for that. And uh, again, hope you guys. My phone's going off for no reason. Um, so uh, again, uh, if you guys. Uh, check out the YouTube channel, subscribe to it, hit that notification bell for new uploads, give me a thumbs up, and um, that will help my search engine if you can find me much quicker. Uh, here in the audio podcast, again, guys, you can find me everywhere. Popbean, Bullhorn, uh, Anchor, um, more and more. There's a lot of things. Um, hopefully, it's going to come to fruition with, you know, with, with God's help and, you know, so hopefully, you know, I get to reach out to more of you guys in the future. Until then, guys, be safe out there. Keep yourself six feet apart. Wear that mask, guys. Wear that mask. It, it helps. It, you know, it, it keeps people safe. So you may not agree with me or you may agree with me. But six feet away, you know what I'm saying, keeps the virus away. So until then, have a good day and enjoy.